This is Cardinal Francis George. I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Word on Fire Catholic Ministries is a nonprofit ministry at the forefront of Catholic evangelization, using new media to spread the faith on every continent. Father Barron challenges us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The global benefactors of Word on Fire, with the support of the Archdiocese of Chicago, now present Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, the Church brings us this weekend once more on that journey with Jesus and his disciples up to the region of Caesarea Philippi, to the far northern reaches of the Holy Land. I was in that area just about a year ago with my film crew filming for our 10-part documentary. It's an exceptionally beautiful part of the Holy Land. You know, most of the Holy Land is, is pretty uh, barren. It's pretty uh, a desert country. But this section of the Holy Land is the most uh, fertile and the most uh, watered section. It's characterized by streams and rivers and waterfalls. It's a kind of garden spot with luxuriant vegetation, something you rarely find in the Holy Land except along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. So I'm sure that Jesus and his disciples went up that way to preach, but I can't help but think they also went there to relax, to get away from the pressures of his work. Well, in this out-of-the-way sort of retreat environment, this place of relaxation and meditation, Jesus asked his disciples that famous question, who do people say that I am? Well, the answers come back from his excited disciples. Think for a moment, too, what it must have been like to be with Jesus during those thrilling days of his early ministry in Galilee. All the crowds gathering, the miracles being performed, this overwhelming preaching going on. It must have been a very heady experience. So these excited disciples give various answers. John the Baptist, Elijah, still others say he's one of the prophets. First of all, notice how extraordinary these responses are. Suppose a contemporary American politician asked his supporters this question, and they responded, people say you're a new Lincoln, you're another Jefferson. Or suppose a theologian were to ask his friends, well, what are people saying about me? And the answer came back, oh, they think you're another Aquinas, you're another Augustine. Well, that's about as high praise as you can get. But those answers are inadequate to who Jesus is. Peter speaks, you are the Christ. What he would have said in his native Aramaic, you are the Mashiach. Our word Messiah comes from that. The Mashiach was the anointed one. The new David for whom the Israelite people have been waiting over long centuries. The Mashiach was the definitive bearer of God's salvation. The Mashiach was the one. If I can use that now overworked phrase from the movie The Matrix. 
when Jesus indirectly acquiesces to this, because he doesn't, he doesn't correct Peter at all. He's accepting this testimony. When he acquiesced to this, it must have been overwhelming for his disciples. Not only was he a new Jeremiah, a new Elijah, a new prophet, that would have been saying an enormous amount. But now they knew they were in intimate company with the one. They were the most privileged men in Israelite history. They were standing right next to the fire. And I don't want to poo-poo or belittle this in any way. It's one of the most beautiful scenes in the Gospels, I think. And it's echoed, friends, every single time we come to Mass and we commune with the One. We know who Jesus is. Not one figure among many, however great. Not one teacher alongside of others, however great. But we know that he is the Holy One of Israel. We know he is the Mashiach, the anointed Messiah, the one for whom the human race has been waiting. And we are invited into his intimate company in this place of springs. Again, think of that region of Caesarea Philippi, beautiful, watered, luxuriant region. Well, that's where we are at every Mass when we sit in intimate company with the one. Okay, all that remains true. But then comes a kind of reversal. Once the truth of this perception sinks in, Jesus clarifies, listen now, the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders and be killed and rise after three days. Extraordinary. In the, what he's giving them there is the great pattern, what we've come to call the Paschal mystery. Here's the trick now. The way of the one, and he is the one, he is the Mashiach, the Christ, the way of the one, which is the path of God, is always the way of suffering love. Let me say that again. We who sit in intimacy with the one, we who commune with him, have to hear the same message that the way of the one, the way of God, is always the path of suffering love. The way to fullness of life is always through the path, the dark path of suffering. Take that, friends, spiritually to the bank. It's only after his rejection, his being put to death, that he will rise again. So it goes, always in the spiritual order. Echoes of it can be found in every great spiritual tradition on the planet. The ego wants glory and the path of least resistance. The ego wants wealth and privilege and prerogative, and it wants those who threaten these goods to be eliminated. Yeah, but that's the path of the little soul. 
the path of accumulation, the path of drawing the world into the tiny space of my own little self. I know that's what we want, but it's not the way of the one. It's not the way of the Christ. The true path, and now this is what Jesus is driving at here, the true path is always one of ego diminishment. It always involves letting go of the prerogative of the ego. Listen, so as to surrender to the direction of that great spirit that stretches infinitely beyond the imagination of the little self. But see, here's the trick. This will hurt. The ego has to be put to death if it is to find this richer self. The ego has to walk this dark path of self-denial if it is to come to deeper life. Now, there's more. Notice that Jesus says, too, he'll be rejected and killed by the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. Friends, once we've left the path of the ego, that path of accumulation, of self-aggrandizement, then we're free to transform the egotism of others precisely through our love. Precisely through our willingness to bear their aggression with patience and compassion. It's such an important move, isn't it? Jesus now is going to go into the city where he is opposed. He's going right into the place of resistance. To destroy them? No, no, no. To transform their aggression by his compassion. You see, once we've found that freedom individually, we've learned to walk that dark path. Now, and this is an extraordinary part of Christian mission, now we can help others to find that same path. Jesus is not about the business of destroying the scribes, the elders, the Pharisees. No, no. He wants to change them by the power of his own life. Now, at this point, having clarified what the path of the Messiah is, Peter speaks again. But now he would go on from Peter at his best to Peter at his worst. Because he speaks only to rebuke the Lord. Now, can I suggest, friends, that we should all move into the space of Peter here? Because whether we know it or not, we are often in this position of rebuking the Lord. Peter gives voice to the hesitation that's in all of us when the path of life is laid out to us. See, Peter, like all sinners, saw the messiahship of Jesus as one more great opportunity for the ego. I'm with the one. I'm the prime minister of the one. That means attention, power, privilege, honor, maybe money. It means all that. And so when Jesus lays out, what are you talking about? You're going to be rejected? You're going to be killed? Well, this is just not computing. And so our sinful egos often rebuke Christ. 
We've all heard this message all over the place. All our lives, we hear this message. But yet we all walk the path of the ego. And that means we're, we're rebuking Jesus. So Jesus turns the tables. He rebukes Peter and us by reminding him and us. Listen, you are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. This is the key to this whole passage, that line. Jesus is inviting them and us into a whole new way of thinking, into a new mind. As I've often said, that's the deepest meaning of that word metanoia, metanous, going beyond the mind you have. Conversion means getting a whole new consciousness, a whole new perspective. The Christian now sees the path to life as the path of negation and self-denial, of suffering love, of bearing the burden of the other. That's the path to life. And see, we know this is the path that leads to resurrection. Notice finally, friends, this is what happens at every Mass. We come together. We gather in intimacy with the One. We know who He is, the Holy One of God. If He was one figure among many, we wouldn't bother with this weekly gathering. We'd say, well, yeah, He's interesting, like Lincoln and like uh, Churchill, like religious figures. He's interesting. We know that's not the case. We know He's the Holy One of God. But then, what? We witness the representation of His saving death. That's what the Eucharist is making present again the cross of Jesus, the death of Jesus. That, we know, is the way of the one. And God bless you. I hope you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George, and I pray that God will bless you and those you love. Father Robert Barron is combating the crisis of faith in our culture, the crisis of evangelization. Father Barron's expanded website can deepen your faith, give you new insights into scriptures, and help you become a better Christian. Go to wordonfire.org and tap into Father Barron's compelling videos, sermons, articles, and much more. Wordonfire.org. Connect with one of the church's best messengers every day, anywhere.